0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast.
1: I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, good evening. It is now 7.45, and we're
0: going to start our 20, 30 40 We start with 20 minutes of Mishnah B'rurah, Hilchos Pesach, very relevant. Let's take a look work on that. It shouldn't be that it's a, what's going on? Nobody knows what's happening. Get the table ready. So you want everybody to be, you, you want to make sure that you have everyone in the house or if it's just yourself, you want to be able to have the table ready. The table should be ready. Now, when it says aruch, it doesn't just mean the table's clean. It means the table's set. The table seems to be set with all the dishes. It's set with all the cups. It's set like a meal. And that should happen, Mivod Not everybody can fulfill that. Not, always, not everybody's able to do that, but that's what you should try to do. Have your table set, K'day. Now, here's an interesting uh, language of the, of the Shulchan le K'day le'echel miyad k'shatechshach. That you should eat right away when it gets dark. Well, that's not true. You're not going to eat right away. You might make Kiddush but you're not going to be eating right away. So obviously it means, as the Mishnah says, and you can see this below, doesn't mean you're going to eat right away. It means, Take The point is, we got, as they say, let's get the show on the road. You're going to get the show on the road. Things are ready. You could eat if you'd want to. It isn't like, where's everything? Where's the matzah cover? Where's Where's what's going on? Okay, okay, everything is there. That's the way you got to have the planning done. Now, interesting, this I guess is relevant to me a lot of
1: times. (laughs) Go to the next page. (laughs) Now,
0: obviously, he's davening in shul, probably today we're not. But even if somebody's in a bait midrash, an abait midrash. Different than a Beit Knesset, a Beit Medrash. Oh, I got a good Shaiva, I've got a good Shaiva. Maybe you're even one of the rabbeim that your Talmudim are asking you questions. They're all excited about the seder, what to do. So normally you got to answer a question. How many times have I told my wife, um, uh, okay, I was, um, I'm sorry, but people were asking me questions after davening. I'm sorry, I had to be there. Uh, I had to answer their questions. What else could I do? So. You know what? Get up. <laughs> Make a nice excuse and say, look, not today. I'm sorry. We'll talk about it tomorrow. There's a mitzvah to quickly get home and start, it sounds like, to start eating quickly. Wow. Because children, so even though they're not chayev in the mitzvah, but they're around, they have an attitude, they know what's going on. They're not little nursing babies. Tinokos here means children. We want to make sure the children aren't going to sleep because especially, you know, it is late. Now, even though it says mitzvah le here, the machaber says, mar unlike a normal yontif where you're able to make kiddush a little bit early, here it should be tseysakol chavim when you make kiddush. But let's talk about the phrase that we skipped there with on in the middle. The simple shot seems to be that you're gonna do a quick seder and make sure that the kids can you can get to the meal so the kids won't fall asleep before the meal. That's what it sounds like. Mitzvah Mahirlechotinokos. So and that sort of goes against what we know, right? In fact, many people will tell you what you're supposed to do is uh, you're supposed to put the kids to sleep in the afternoon, let the kids sleep in the afternoon, and this way uh, they won't bother you or, or be, they'll,
1: they'll be up at the Seder. It doesn't say that, it says, Mitzvah Lamahir. It says mitzvah l'mahir.
0: Le now, let's take a look. The Mishnah Burah has three interpretations on this, and I think it's worthwhile to hear all three. So let's go down to the Mishnah Burah.
1: Good evening, everybody.
0: Evo So here's the three interpretations. One is going to be in the actual goof ha-text, as we say, of the Mishnah Burah, and the other interpretations are going to be below in the Sharat Tzayun. So let's check it out. Mitzvah l'mahir Le Echo. So what does that mean? Rotsalomer doesn't mean to start eating <laughs> meaning like this basically, what it means is you get the seder started it when when you come home, when the family comes home, there isn't a big wait before the seder starts, and this way. The kids won't go to sleep because they're not really helping put stuff together. So L'macher Le'echol doesn't mean to, st- to go through, make a quick Seder. It means to make sure the Seder starts quickly when the person comes home. Now, what does it mean with, about not sleeping then? So the Mishnaburah says, well, if it I'm bored, I'm bored, the kid is going to say if nothing's happening. But when the Seder starts, then he figures, okay, yeah, okay, stuff is happening. And therefore, uh, we're on, we've got the show on the road. And therefore the kid will be up. That's the way he interprets. That's interpretation number one. That it's not going to be long until the meal. And therefore, since although they might be grumbling, they will be up. They're not going to say, I'm bored. I'm going to sleep. And they're going to ask Manishtana, and this way you'll be able to answer them and you'll be able to be mekayim the mitzvah it to levincha. That's interpretation one. Interpretation one means get the Seder moving. doesn't mean do a quick Seder. Get the Seder moving and this way you definitely have them up saying manishtana and hearing some sort of answer. That's interpretation one. However, the Sharetzion has two other interpretations. I want to show it to you here below. So he says, where does this come from to go quick? He says, Makor uh, Chaydina, the brysa The brisa says uh, in Psochem Kuftet, we grab the matzah,
1: and why do we grab the matzah, which is sort of like a strange thing, grabbing matzah from each other? Okay, it says, "My ha-tinokos because of the children.
0: And Rashi says, what does that mean? That means we want them, you want to quickly eat. But he says, that has to mean that you're starting the shtick of the Seder to keep them up. Because it can't be. It can't be that you, you, you run through the Haggadah. It can't be that you skip things, you don't explain things. The achivo is the main thing the kids should be up for eating. The kids should be up for the experience of being taught, of being excited about the, what they're hearing about Yitzhak Mitzrayim and Shibun Mitzrayim, Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The Shulchan Aruch can't mean eating is the important thing. That's inter- but that's all, all he's doing is justifying his interpretation. Now comes the two new ones. Ubi Shmua LaRashbatz. <inaudible> Rashbatz is Rab Shimshin Ben Semach. The Rashbatz, Shimshin Ben Semach. He was, it's too bad, I don't know if we have any Moroccans on the phone here, but I'm not sure. But he actually moved from Spain to Morocco, to Algeria. And he was basically the Rav eventually in Algiers, the Rashbats. The Rashbats writes, Actually, you want to feed them. Aha. In other words, give them some food so they won't go to sleep. And this is going on the children. So in other words, the point is, get home. This way, and give them food before the seder starts. So this way, the kids aren't sleeping because so you've given them some food. He says that works better in the words, but he says of course they don't want to feed him too much because <laughs> if you give the kid too much food out of him. they he might go to sleep because of that. So therefore, um, you, you don't want to necessarily you don't want necessarily give them too much uh, you, you don't want to get, necessarily give them uh, too much to eat that's one interpretation that's the interpretation of the Rashbah. and I like the third interpretation. The third interpretation is Oud Lomar samachaber. there's another possibility is you know what it means? Just what it says: have a quick Seder. Don't spend so much time on the four sons or on all the students of uh, of Rabbi Tarf and Rabbi Akiva. Don't talk about the Mesubim de'Brach so much. Actually, do a quick seder. Why? So this way, when you get to Motzi Matzah, the kids are asking, "Why weeding matzah again?" And and they're actually on their they're leaning and they've got on their couches on their pillows. And, and, and then they're going to ask, what are we eating marav for again? And why are we dipping? Now, so in other words, do it quick so they're still awake when the mitzvah of eating the stuff. So in other words, the Haggadah part beforehand is not as important, he's saying, as when you're actually doing the mitzvahs and explaining the mitzvahs. And the way you explain the mitzvahs is you tell the story behind the mitzvah, which is in itself a sepur of Yitzias Mitzrayim, but then he says, "But didn't you just do the Hagada before that?" Algalav de beseder Hagada Tiknu Manishtana Petchivas Hagada. Even though didn't they ask those questions? No, he says, "Ein bekach klum de ikar a sheila v'atmiyach shalatinok." What are you talking about when you want to have a sheila and a Haggadah? That's bishar shiroa hamaisa be'enov. That's when they see it happening. When they sat and they said they took their sheets out that their Rebbe taught, gave them or whatever it is, that's like a robot. Now, if you go quickly, they actually get it. It becomes real to them. So that's the third interpretation. Actually do a quick agada, And this way, after you wash and you do matzah and maror, that's when you can talk. That's when you can actually explain it. Instead of everybody just chomping like cows, that would be the time to actually explain things. So that's an interesting, I don't know if anybody does their Seder that way, but if you do the Seder that way, you could say, yeah, the Mishaburah says that's the way you should do it. Um, okay. Why is it that you can't make Kiddush early? So the Mishabur explains here in Siv David. He explains in Siv reason when you can't make Kiddush early is that, Lepi matzah huk because matzah is like Pesach. Okay. And Pesach ain't one echel Okay. What's that have to do with Kiddush? Here it comes. Kiddush, tzorach liyos <laughs> Haruya haru yeh lamatzah. Because in, in many situations, people made Kiddush on, on on bread or on pot or on matzah. If you're making Kiddush on it, you have to have the potential to eat it. So you have to make Kiddush in a time that you can potentially eat matzah. Matzah needs is is only eaten when the carbon Pesach could have been eaten, which is at night. Therefore, Kiddush has to be at night. So that's the reason why you have to wait to make Kiddush, and that means laachert seita kolchavim. Sorry, I don't know what seita kolchavim is today, but probably around now, which is almost eight o'clock. So you can right. You'd have to wait till about eight or maybe longer uh, till you can start the Seder. Uh, and that's if you have everything uh, ready. Hopefully, this year we're not going to be in shul, so I guess it's going to go even faster. Let's take a look at Seif Beys. The table, when we say it should be ready, That means, oh boy, it's beautiful. It's got stuff here. Boy, that stuff is beautiful. And spend a lot of time about where you're going to sit. Get a special chair. Make it super comfortable. It should be a good-looking couch. Go out and buy a good-looking couch. That's what a seba is. But it's more than just the way, but this is also, Kibalevich is going to tell you, this is also part of Haseba, which is is the table looks beautiful, the keum look beautiful. Bafilu Anisha'ein lo Korim, as the first Mishnah Nareb Sachem tells us, it should be ye save, not a shin, There should be a samach. Yesave, what does he have? He doesn't have pillows, but he's got a sapsal, he's got a hard bench, but you know what? He's got at least something. He's got maybe his blanket that he rolls up and he does the best job he can. You know, maybe for tzedakah, you should try to give people a decent couch in order to do the mitzvah of a seba properly. Let me show you an interesting Mishabur on this. Mishabur
1: says, now what's the that You take out the good, clo- the good kalim, The apogav.
0: Normally, you don't take out the best, best china, even if it's Shulot or Sukot, even if it's whatever it is, even if it's you you, you want to meet the in-laws. Zeichar
1: lechurban. Theale Pesach mitzvah laharbot. <laughs> you got to have more. Shezeru. See, somebody is asking something. Oh, that was me. <laughs> it's on a question.
0: Um, I see. Udi says, many years I was a Seder in Harvard Club with Reformed Jews. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's because they can't wait. Um, but anyway, but if you take a look, um, uh, as we said, says the internet's unstable. Hopefully it'll last. Baleo <laughs> Pesach, you got to take out the dog. In fact, look at this, the Maril said, the Maril uh, used to lend money to non-Jews. And when he would lend money to non-Jews, he would take collateral. And what type of collateral would he take? He would take the collateral, really beautiful items. And normally he'd put them in a cabinet. And he wouldn't use them. But on Pesach, he would put them on the table, not to use them. But just to look at them, he would play act. He wasn't so rich. He happened to have some money. And the and the non-Jews had beautiful items, and he would lend them money, and he'd keep them in some cabinet nicely stored away. But on the night of Pesach, he would create the ambiance as if he was Henry the Henry VI, as if he had all this beautiful stuff. It didn't belong to him. But he would put it on the table and say, look how beautiful this stuff is. It wasn't his. But it gave the appearance that he was this incredibly wealthy aristocratic person. Okay. Um, one last thing. We're talking about a poor person, how about if Einlo Sapsal? You have people take a look at images of people living in, in, in poverty in Africa, they don't have any even benches. Well, Lakarka, Kamo you can still lean, even if, you don't have a bend, even if you don't have a bed. How about if they're crowded, and and it's so crowded in the room, the most you can do is lean on somebody else's knees. That's also called haseva, as the Gemara says. Uh, the Gemara says that when they were all students. Uh Abayah said when he was a student with all his friends by his uncle Rabba, they were all crowded in by Rabba's house and they did Haseba on everybody's on everybody's knees, on everyone's lap. That could also be called Haseba if you feel that way. Okay. Um let's do one last thing. We're almost finished here tonight with aloha two more minutes. Um Keshume al Gabo don't lie on your back, loo <laughs> <Little pun of. laughs> don't be lying on your face, that's a pretty strange way to drink, loo yamino, and don't even lie on your right, and the reason is, there's two reasons, of course, and we'll see in a minute why, one of them is because most people are right-handed, and if you're going to lean on your right, it's going to be hard to put food into your mouth with your right hand, so you lean on your left to be able to put food onto your right hand. Another reason is, is because the Gemara says that you could endanger yourself that way, possibly, as we we learned about in one of our fundamentals class, you can actually, the food could go down the wrong pipe and can go down the windpipe instead of the esophagus, and that would be dangerous. So go on your left. Even if you're a lefty, be careful. And fumble with your right hand because of the danger involved, because there is a danger involved. Isha einot zricha seba. Now, there's two reasons given in the Rishonim. Uh, the Mishnah Burah seems to say the reason is is because it's sort of like unseemly for a woman to be doing it. Destam Isha That's it's sort of like a suggestive way of lying, right? Women don't, Jewish women don't lie like that. That's, a, that's, 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 that's sort of like a suggestive way. They feel uncomfortable doing it. You know, in other words, you know, that's weird. I, I just don't feel good doing that. But if she's a woman who has a lot of maids and she's wealthy, so it's not suggestion. In other words, you have some broken-down whore in, in, in a bedroom leaning out like that. She looks like, come hither. But if you have a, a wealthy queen, she's not trying to bring you close to her, to have relations with her. She's just wealthy, and she has a bunch of servants. So it really depends on what she's used to. The Rama now says, The Rama actually says that really our women, don't feel that way. They feel like they're special. <laughs> they feel special. They don't feel a fear of their husband, and they, they don't, you know, so therefore they don't feel like it's unseemly to be lying on the couch like that. However, but in the Ashkenaz custom is women don't do a seiba. Why? The famous ravio, the famous Ashkenazi Go'on, Rabbi Eliezer ben yoel Alevi, uh, who was one of the great post of Germany he wrote he says this whole thing doesn 't make any sense in the time of the Mishnah in the time of the Gemara, this is what kings the way if you went to a palace. this is the way you would see people now obviously he, he wasn't in, uh, he, he wasn 't in the orient he wasn 't in the far east he was in Germany, but he says uh, the ravi said i 've been by dukes i 've been by German royalty." I don't see them sitting like that. I don't see them. everybody sitting and leaning on, 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 on a couch. Therefore, the Ravioz says, I don't even think Haseba makes any sense at all. You should take it out of the four questions. We shouldn't even be doing it. That was the Ravioz campaign against Haseba. Now, we didn't accept the Ravioz, even though it makes uh, it makes sense. In fact, the Vilna Gaon says, well, the Raviyah is right. It is unnatural to do it. But maybe we want to do things weird. We want to act like we are aristocrats from the time of the Mishnah. That, you, that's not the way you would sit at an aristocratic dinner today if you'd be by Queen Elizabeth in her palace, by Queen Victoria. You wouldn't be that way. In Margo Largo, by Trump, you wouldn't be that way. Maybe by Trump you would. But anyway, by a normal thing, you wouldn't be but that's why the Vilna Gon says let's still do it because how strange it is and we want to like harken back to an ancient time the ravio said look ancient schmancient today we don't do it this way so the ramos says for women you can be somach on the ravio even though we don't possibly like the ravio women let them let them be somach on
1: the ravio that's what the ramos says um one last thing we'll end with. It's unfortunately
0: going to be no gay to many people today. An ovel toch shnei meser chodesh al the emo. Let's say you have nebuch an Ovil, uh, A person who had passed away within a year. Uh, or toch shlooshim. Um So av Some say not. Some say you're an ovel. Remember you're an ovel even on yontiv. But the Mishabur says, The Ovel shouldn't be like everybody else with the real couch, the beautiful embroidery, the beautiful pillow. He's an ovel. Yaseb Bishinu The Hainu Almita. And Vikar. Just he can be sitting on, on some bed. Not like a real beautiful one, and one pillow under his head. That's it. In fact, well yes,
1: yes. There Mish- is no avilut beyond twelve Shabbat.
0: I know, but as far as this, yes, we don't show it. But that, but this, the Mishnah burah is quoting that you can't forget, even though it's a it's Shabbat, you can't forget, and therefore, for you to to go totally the opposite, to act like the happiest guy in the world, you can't do that. That's what the Mishnah Burrus is, is teaching us. That, and therefore, a little bit of a change. Some uh, disagree. There are posts going to say, no, no. It's nothing to do with this. It's a mitzvah. But the Mishnah says there should be some respect from the fact that you're an ovel, And in that way also, even though the kitto which was a custom. I don't know if any of you wear a kittel at your seder. Um, um, uh, my brother, I think, wears a kittel at the seder. I don't. But there are many people that have the custom to wear a kittel at their seder. But he says, if you're an oval, you don't have to wear a kittel. What's the reason why they would wear a kittel? They wear a kittel because they don't want to, because they're going to be eating and drinking. This is what you're going to be buried in. These are your shrouds as well. Remember. Remembering in front of God. An Oville doesn't need that. An Oville therefore he doesn't even even though the custom is to wear a kittle, the Oville
1: doesn't and
0: do... I think I gotta mute everybody. Okay.
1: Hello?
0: Okay. So the um as I said, an Oville doesn't need a kittle, and therefore we say, Ovil, don't wear your kittle. Regular yes, today you don't need it. So I thought that was something of, uh, unfortunately, you know, we're thinking at the same time, it's hard for, it's going to be hard to pretend this year. (laughs) It's going to be hard to pretend when we think about people who have passed away, people in our families, and we think about people in our community. I don't know, you know, maybe we should, I'm not going to say, you know, we should definitely try to do the mitzvah as much as possible. Maybe one less pillow.
1: I don't know, based on what we're saying here today. Okay, that's the Shulchan Aruch today. We're now going to go to the Yerushalmi. Let's see. Okay. Um, the, we know that we're, we're in the Yerushalmi now,
0: and we're going to do the Yerushalmi um, a couple of minutes, we're a couple of minutes late. We're going to do the Yerushalmi about 25 to 30 minutes. This is a very important piece of Yerushalmi. I'm going to tell you right now that the Yerushalmi that we're learning is more important in a way uh, than the Bavli we're going to do today. Because the Yerushalmi is all about the greatness of Talmud Torah and how we have to stay away from Lashon HaRa. But we're going to do the Bavli anyway. But the Yishalmi is very important today. Talmud Torah, what do we say? Talmud Torah is peiroseyen ba'olam hazeh. And Karen Kayem is loyom as much as any of the other mitzvahs that were said. Gimmi was said in stoka. Ta'amat Torah kulam. What does that mean? Rever rab chiyav de kvar de chumen. Chadamar, what does it mean keneged kulam? Apilu koha oyom kulo, ain't shovel of ever echachot Torah. Hear that? It's keneged kulam. It means keneged all the all the payros olam you're going to get. All the benefits of, of this world. All the nachasim. <laughs> Let's read it again. Dabr echad shul Torah is worth more than all of that. Charamar, It's even worth more than what? Api ko kol mitzvah secha shul Torah. Shabbos torah Even all the mitzvahs in a way don 't compare to the type of bonding you get with God when you study Torah. Mitzvahs are important they change you they direct you they give you lessons, but nothing is as intense and and and, and as intimate as a word of Torah that comes into your mind that 's what the theshi is saying. One of them said Torah is better than all the physical stuff in the world. And the other one said Torah is better than all the mitzvahs in the world.
1: The truth is you can find it from P'sukim and Mishlei. Uh-oh. Sorry. Lost the place. That's what happens. And we got a lot to do. Oh, well, Here it is. Kos of Echad Omer, kol chvotsam lo yishvubah.
0: All things in the world aren't comparable to Torah. Kos and Peragim of Mishle, kol chafatzecha, not chafatzecha. Kol chafatzecha, all things that you would like, lo yishvubah. What's the difference between chafatzecha and chafatzecha? Chapatsim, mei u'avonim tobas u'margolios. That's things the whole world would want to have: the hope, diamond, jewels. What is chapatsicha? That's eilo divrei Torah. That's mitzvos. So, in other words, so one pasuk saying. That there's no wealth in the world that is comparable. The other one is saying there's no mitzvos, even chapatzecha, the things that you love to do, to do mitzvah that God loves to happen. They can't be compared to Torah. Yukarahim mipninim. It's greater than that as well. Artavan, Sholoch Rebbe Akadosh Chad Margoliytova. Artavan sent to Yehuda Hanasi a jewel, an immense jewel, that was what atim tutun. There was no way to measure how expensive it was. It was so unique. de tova de Send me something. You're the leader of the Jews. Send me something that's just as good. mezuzah. <laughs> he sent him a mezuzah. He sent them a mezuzah, a cloth of mezuzah, with the ideas of what's in the mezuzah of Lamed Amarle. ma, an, ma, what's going on? I Shalach leh, the leh I sent you something that can't even be measured. It's so expensive. The uh, achle milay the falar, a little parchment. What's a, a parchment? A paper with writing on it. Amar leh, you know what our pasuk tells us? Nothing can compare to the ideas in that mezuzah. That's the ideas of Torah. What does it say there? Learn Torah. Study Torah. You sent me something, this diamond. You know what I have to do with it? Oh boy, I got to watch it. I got to make sure nobody steals it. I got to protect it. I sent you, when I sent you the, the mezuzah, look, you can go to sleep. And it's going to protect you. And we say this, of course, when we finish. a It guides you. The mezuzah protects you. The divrei that's in there, if you know what those ideas are, can guide you and protect you. Whereas money, you have to guard it. Mona, who we talked about before, Shama He says, You know where I got it from this Pusik, how great Torah is. What does it say here? Another let me read it again. everything mentioned in our Mishnah, which was, and you're gonna see in a minute, you can find from the Pusik in Dvarim Lamed bey's What does the Pusik say? It says, Kilo kumikem. Remember that was Talmud Torah. That's the type of stuff that you think is empty because you don't understand it. That's Talmud Torah. Then the Pesach says, Ki hu That's a remez to Kibed Aveim Because it gives you arichas yomim. Then it says, U chazeh tarichu yomim? What's that? Zu Davar chazeh? Because g'milas chesed is with the words that you use as well. Remember, we talked about that yesterday. The gemilas chesed is not only with money. Uh, it's with the way you talk. It's with your actions. It's with your words, and that's how. <speaking in Hebrew> Because you know what? Otherwise, people are at war with each other when they're fighting. You want to live together on the land? You got to, even if they're not interested in being friends, work hard to make people who are enemies friends if you can. That's how shalom. If those are the four good things in our Mishnah. Ulimat HaTorah, Kibit HaVeim, Chesed, and there's four terrible things. And what are, what, again, what are those four great things? Remember what I just said.
1: Karen, Kayemet, La'olam And you get Peros and Olamaza. And there are four things against those.
0: There's four things that if you do, you will be punished in this world and you're going to suffer in the next world. They're the opposites. You know what they are? The Elohein, Avodah ezorah Gileh and Shvi Chazdavim, the big three. And you know what's the big, you know what's number four? What's number four? That's Keneged Talmud Torah, Keneged Kulan, Roshon Hara, Keneged Kulan. So we have Aveim, Habeim, Havosh Omen was Chasadim. That's Gilyaraiyish uh, vichazdamim and Avodah I'm not sure which one lines up with which, but I know one thing: that the opposite of Talmud Torah is Lashon Hara, and the same way Talmud Torah is connected kulon in terms of schar, Lashon Hara is connected kulon in terms of punishment. How do we know about You're going to get it in this world and the next world. Avodah minay and it says, Hanepesh, You're going to get Kores. Avon The sin is internal, inside the person. Ma'tal midlomer, Avon What does it mean the sin is inside the person? Melamed, shahanepes Nechoreses. You're going to die in this world? V'Avon and the sin lasts. It's Karen Kayemes,
1: Nebuch, Haba. V'Ksiv?
0: What does it say by Avodah Zorah? Ano, what did Moshe say when he went up to get Kapara? He said, Ano, God Chotom Azeh, Chato'o G'dola. He uses the word Yasam lays off. Okay. So you see Avodah Zorah is called Gidola. Now we're going to make like a Gzei shava. Gilei Arias Minayin. What did Yosef say to Eshaz Potiphar? Ve'ech E'esa Haro'o HaGidola Hazos. Once again, Gidola. That's Gadola, like Avodah Zorah is Gidola. Ve'chatosil Elohim. Shmichazda Meminayin. What did Kayin say after he killed Hebel? Yomar Kayin El Hashem. Godol Avoni. Again, using the word Godol. Minisoah. So, the word Godel and all those Aveirot mean it's terrible in this world and in the next. Think about it, it makes sense, right? You kill somebody, you, you've destroyed generations to come. You lose your schus of life, and God doesn't give you if you're a murderer, right? The same thing when it comes to, to Givea Arias. You can't take it back. You impregnate some eshes ish. That's it. Mamzerim. Keshubo Eitzel Roshon loshanara. omer doesn't say gado or gadoah higdil. It says gidolot. Yekarei shem kol sephsei halakot roshon medaberet gidolot. Gidolot means it's even worse. That's how we know from the word Gedolot that David HaMelech, when he speaks about the people who speak Lashon Hara, and David HaMelech Nebuch was sovel a lot from people
1: who uh, Lashon Hora. Uh We let's see we have some chat here. Let's take a look. Um, okay. Um, um, good uh, Avrami asked on the Gemara before, how did he send them a mezuzah?
0: Um, Good question. Uh, I, you can give him a zuzutu agoi, I think. <laughs> um, it sounds like it. Um, uh, Henoch was asking about a lefty person, um, and we mentioned that the lefty might have to be worried uh, about Sakana if he can manage. Mr. Burr actually, I didn't do that, but Mr. Burr actually says that a lefty can lean uh, on his right, uh, and that's okay. Although the Ramos says even a lefty should lean on his uh, his right. He should lean on the left. Okay. Uh, we're talking about how bad Lashon Hara is. This is one of the most important pieces of Gemara
1: and Shas, Bavli or Yashalmi, about Lashon Hara. Um, another chat. Let's see. Um
0: You can give, maybe he made sure that, uh, yeah, it sounds like you can, it sounds like he felt it was important to send him that. Maybe uh, Avrami, it was sort of like a Shalom, he had to prove a point. I mean, the man sends him this this, this great jewel. He's trying to say, this is what's important to us. And it was more than that. I think it was like a diplomatic chess match. He was trying to say, you see what we're about, Rebbe, you're so rich. I got this jewel. What are you going to, what are you going to send me? And he needed to send him what what we stand for and what we consider precious. So I think to make that point, it was worth it. It wasn't just trying to make friends and say, I want to give you something. I think here it was important. And I have to look into the halacha, whether you're allowed to send a tefillin or a mezuzah to a goy. Could be if you know the goy is not going to be mavazit, but I think over here it probably was uh, 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 it was it was an important political statement and a, a a a religious statement about what we stand
1: for okay let's take a look about Hara. It says by yavo as the boss and Yosef said loshen Hara to his father about what his brothers were doing
0: Ma amar Rav Meir Omar, you know what he said he said he said, Dad, I'm not sure if they're waiting I'm not sure if they're shachting properly. I think they might be just ripping like like a bunch of barbarians the meat those lay children are treating uh v'asher as if they don't really count. they're treating them like like like, like they're avadim. Reb Shimon Omer, no stanein einayim, but no saharitz. He said, "I see that they're they're not happy. They want to they they want to check out the goyish girls." Am the Reb ben Pazi, Peles, Mazne Mishpat my Maseyu. In other words, God puts everything. Mita Keneged God has a a way to judge everything. A way that everything is balanced. Call Avnei every All the all the stones are lined up to be measured. Ma Omar, what did Yosef say? I'm going to show you that you're wrong, Yosef. <laughs> you're going to see them Shecht. You're going to see them when you're sitting in the pit. You're going to be able to, I guess, see that they shechted a goat. So you see that they
1: that they actually keep the mitzvah of, and they're not they 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 are mockbit on aver minachai. What did you say,
0: Hain Kavodim? You said that they treat people like they're avodim. Well, you know what? That was that wasn't true, and you didn't, you shouldn't have said it. And because of that, Evid Yosef, you're going to become sold as an evid. Ma Omar You said that they're interested in foreign women. you're going to have a foreign woman interested in you. You're going to have a sex bombshell like a bear who's going to be interested in you. So all of that taught Yosef a lesson that he said Lashon Hara, which was wrong. Rabbi Yosef b'shem Rabbi Yochanan Zeshu Omer Lashon Hara the fact that you say lashon hara, even if you're uh, you say you're religious, no omer ad in some way, you actually put God out of the picture because it's important for you that you should be more you should be considered better than the other guy in someone else's eyes. You want someone else to think you're better than than that person. It's like you don't care about God. You just want you want to step over the reputation of someone else. So, in
1: a way, it's almost like you deny God. Umataima, Asher Umru. What does the Pasik say?
0: Asher Amru, they said this is what David Amelech's enemy said. We will shone. We're going to use our lips to talk. Me Don who's who can rule us? So we're interpreting that means whenever you say lashon hara, in a way you forget about God. Ko every other avera, okay, In a way, lashon hara, God takes it as an affront. Remember what I just said. When you say lashon hara, you get nothing from it. Clearly. God isn't important. Being loved by God isn't important. What's important is this other guy who you're talking to, should, you and him should feel good about the fact that you're not a bum like him. And that's why God considers it as if you spoke against him. Matayma. What does the Pesach say? Shatu b'shamayim pihem. It's like their mouths are, are are against what's happening in heaven. L'shonam what does that mean? David HaMelech said, remember this, people who forget God. Because you know what might happen? Nebuch, you might die and there's no one to save you. You got to be careful especially now during corona, be very mocked on Lashon Hara. Pen Itoref. You might be ripped apart. Ve'ein Matzil. Amr Bishua ben Levi. What does the Pasuk say there in Tehillim? Tashayv b'achicha
1: t'daber b'benimecha. T'ten dofi. That's all about saying Lashon Hara. And what does it
0: say there? Lasha, Omer Lehim I don't want you, I don't need you to be a Talmud Chochem. You know what? You're the guy who speaks Lashon Hara. Don't think you can make up for it by just learning Torah. You You're holding my bris, the bris of Torah in your mouth. God says you're a hypocrite. The same mouth that you were, you were deep sixing someone and saying negative stuff about, oh, I'm going to speak, I'm now going to learn Torah with it. God's not interested in, in a Baalash and Horah learning Torah. Very powerful things today. <laughs> now, one, some say that means you've got to be careful about looking at porno stuff don't look at stuff that's going to excite you Nishmarta mikol the Gemara in the babli says that you should be careful not you should be careful not to look at things during the day that cause you to have nocturnal emissions at night but the yershaumi explains it to mean Nishmarta mikol be careful from words that are bad amarebi didn't Rabbi teach us? that's a source don't be a rochil a rochil is a gossip who goes from one person to another and says hey did you hear what this guy is saying hear what this guy He's not really your friend that's a rochil even though you're not saying something negative about him you're saying he doesn't like you but that's just as bad. Tani Rabnachemia, what does it mean? What is a rochel? A rochel is a peddler. Matin A peddler goes from one city and he and he from one city and this isn't worth that much in this town, but it's worth more in the other town. In Elizabeth, this is not worth that much. He goes to Raway. Rahwe brings it back to Elizabeth. That's what this guy is doing with words. He goes and he and he and he and he, and he, and he tells words to this, the guy to this, to that guy. That's a rochel. That's what it means, a rochel. Am rabchanina bover eikam who avak hara. Even if it's not loshin itself, it's the just like when you grind something up to make something. There's some dust that appears. It's not the thing itself. Loshin has also things which aren't pure loshin hara. But it's sort of like the dust of Lashon Hara. What's that? Take a look. The Torah was willing to write a lie, a falsehood. A falsehood. What is what? Happened? What did Sarah really say? In her heart, she said. Ahare Biloti, Haiteli Edna I'm already Iskwept, I'm already uh, worn out. I'm now gonna be restored. Adoniza Kane and my my husband's old. But when God said that over to Avram, he didn't say it that way. Avram He said, El Alamadzet Sahakasaralemar, haaf umnam ailaid vaniza kanti. Adonizokin anksivkhan. El Banizakanti. In a way, that would have been Avak Lashon Hara for God to have said that to Avram. It wasn't anything so negative. Okay, Uh, Avram is old, but that's like Avak Lashon Hara. And therefore, uh, God did not say that uh, to Avram because that would have been Avak Lashon Hara that Sarah would have been guilty of
1: saying. That's like an Avak. I'm old. It's true. The man
0: was 100 years old, or 99. The Torah writes something that's a lie. The truth is, if, even Avak and Hara you can be upset with, and a person might not forgive you for it. Take a look at what it says in the Torah it says, is Yosef they said that they made up a lie. They made up a lie to Yosef after Yaakov died that, hey, D- Dad told us to make you promise not to hurt us.
1: As Yosef, Avichot Tziva Moshe Mosah Leymar Kosarmerle
0: Yosef Please be those people. Be them. the We don't find in the Torah that it that it ever happened. So what do you see the Torah now? Here, here's the point here, my friends. The Torah didn't have to tell us that story. The Torah didn't have to tell us, oh, they they lied. Uh, they had to lie and and make up this story. Who cares? The Torah told us a lie for us to realize that. If there's a possibility that someone is going to get hurt and have hurt feelings, do whatever you can to avoid that. And in a way, you you can even lie a little bit that it shouldn't turn out that someone hears something negative about somebody else or that he might interpret as being negative. So that's what we're saying. You see that now. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachman b'shem Rabbi Yonatan if someone is a Baal Machloket and the Chofetz Chaim explains and the way to stop this guy from what he's doing is by telling everybody negative things about him you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to, to deep six the guy and make fun of him if you can by, as a way of neutralizing him, there's a guy who's a big balmachlocus. He's always starting up, and and he's big. It seems like he's a shame shemayim, but you know that he's just trying to make a period in the community. You have a right to make him your target, and to and to pile on against him, to squash his power. Where do you know that from? You know that from the great
1: Natana Navi, because what did Natana Navi say? Because there was a Baal Machlokas. There was a Baal Machlokas in the time of David,
0: Amalek, and Shlomo. It was Shlomo's brother, Adoniyahu, Ben Chagit. He was a Baal Machlokas. He wanted to become king, even though people knew Shlomo was supposed to be king. And therefore, Sheva went into David first. David was with Avishag. But went in, and Nelson says, "And I'm going to come in after you. And I'm going to say even more negative stuff." So you see, you're allowed to say negative stuff to about his own son. Nathan said lashon hara more about Adoniyahu in order to neutralize him, and we could do the same thing. Why did he die? Why was he killed afterwards? After David was dead, Shlomo actually has him killed. Shlomo has his brother killed. Remember what, I, what he did, uh, Adoniyahu. Adoniyahu ran to the Mizbeach and he held on to it and he thought it would save him. And uh, Shlomo Amelech sent Binyo, yo ben Yada to kill him. And Adoniyos says, "I'm not leaving the mizbeach unless you swear you're, you're going to leave me alone." So Binyo says, "Okay," but Shlomo melech says, "All right," but the first time you show that you want to become king, you want to somehow push the envelope, you're going to die, and that's what happened. Mipnei shetova es avishagashunamis. But was that a death sentence? Was he worthy to die? He wanted Avishag. She was the most beautiful woman in the world. David's dead. Hey, can I sleep with her? Can I have her as a wife? Shoma Melech says, I I'm looking at this as a rebellion. Kill him. On Rabbi Rabyosa says, Eloha This was uh, this was an excuse. Really. He knew that having Adonio, Adonio was always going to be a thorn in the side, not just to make Shlomo upset. He's going to create Machlokas and Klael Yisrael. And therefore, as soon as he showed the smallest intent, hey, can I have Avishag, which belonged to David, which is really Shlomo's
1: prerogative to have Avishag,
0: that was enough of a reason to put him to
1: death. Okay. Um, let's stop over here and we'll go on about this uh, probably on Sunday night. Okay, so let's now go to um, the Talmud page. We start with Chav Zion Amid Aleph. Let me just see if we have any uh,
0: comments here. No. Okay, Chav Zion Amid Aleph. Today's daf, and if you go from the top of the page down, one, two, three,
1: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12. Okay.
0: I got to give you a review. Abaya and Rava argued
1: about the ton of the Bay Yishmol. The ton of the Bay Yishmol were zeroing
0: in on the psukim by Tsarat that mention a beged made out of zemer and pishtim. When the Torah speaks about other types of Tumah affecting a Beged, it does not mention what the Beged is made of. But when it comes to Tzaras, it does. So the ton of the Be'er seem to say that it's only Tzemer Upishtim that get Tumah. Other Begadim, even if they're cotton and very nice Begadim, they won't get Tumah, even if they're large even if they're three by three, him. they still aren't going to be tameh. That was the ton of the bay Rabbi Shmol yesterday. Amar high ton of the bay ton of the I found another ton of the bay Rabbi Shmol that contradicts this one. Here it is: the ton of the bay Rabbi Shmuel beged. Ainliela Beged Temeropishtem.
1: You could only say Beged like it is by Tsaras that it says Temeropishtem.
0: Minayin lerabos Temer Gamalim Arnavim How about it's not real wool, the wool that comes from camels, the wool that comes from Arnav, from I guess a rabbit. Notes a him when you have to rip stuff from goat hair, how about if you make a begat from that? Or shirayan, or, 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 or different types of silk, kelech, srikin, three grades of different types of silk cheap silk, medium silk, super fancy silk. How do you know that those also are considered, they become thermakabal too. Talmud Lomar, O oh begged. So now you see the exact opposite. Yesterday we learned to Rabbi Shmael. Yesterday we learned that it's only tzemeru Pishtim, and the same school, the same yeshiva, issued a statement that other begadim are also Tomei.
1: It's a contradiction. Let's see what Rava says. Rava Amar.
0: Bishar sholosh al sholosh. No, The truth is is that the first Toner Raishmal of yesterday, that was still only talking about three by three fingers, small, small patches of silk, small patches of rabbit. Right? But shlosha al shlosha, if it's three by three tvachim isle. So the two rabbi shmals aren't contradicting. The second one that says obeged is talking about a, a large piece of material, and the first one from yesterday is a small piece of material. But what second? Rava, you said the opposite yesterday. Reb Shimon Ben-Elazer is slay. You're the one that said yesterday that was Shimon Ben-Elazer's opinion. But Taner Rebbe less slay. Taner holds no begged made from other material as ever, Tomei. So Samara says, you're right. Rava did say that yesterday. But now that he discovered this new Taner Rebbe he doesn't want to say like Abaya that they contradict each other. He says, you know what? The truth is, you know what? I'm going to tell you Rabbi Shmuel and Shemroz are saying the same thing. And really, if the Begit is big, it's going to be Tame even from another material, cotton or silk. Iba could be that wasn't Rava talking. We thought it was Rava. It was one of Rava's favorite students. Who was that? HaRaf Papa Amra.
1: <laughs> it's Rav Papa who said it. Aha. Uh-huh. So, and actually, Rav Papa said,
0: he says, you know what that was talking about? When they said other bigodim or tomei, it didn't, and we learned from Saras, it wasn't about Tuma. The ribui from Saras is not about Tuma. Afkol asuye
1: Klayim. It's coming to tell you about Klayim. It's coming to tell you about Klayim. That Klayim
0: is also going to be kl- is also going to be uh, 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 Tzemeru Pishtim. Let me explain it better. One brysa of Taner of says the same way when it comes to Tzarash, Tzemeru Pishtim. Everything is only Tzemeru Pishtim. Now today's Taner says no, all him. Are Contradiction. So says, no. The first tone of the Be'i Rabbi Shmol wasn't about Tuma. When it said Tzemeru Pishtim, wasn't saying that Tzemeru Pishtim is the only beggar that can ever be Tomei. It said Tzemeru Pishtim is the only beggar that's going to have the Din of Klayim. The Din of Shatnes only applies to Tzemeru Pishtim. Says kliim behedik sivbe. You don't need a special rebuy for that. Kliim. What does the Pusik say? It says losil beshatnez. Tzemer upiştim yachta. The Torah says in Dvarim. Shatnez is wool and linen. So the Gemara says no. Uh, Rav Papa holds you still need Tana D'erishbol needed to teach you something you wouldn't have known. Salkadaita Hani hanimile derech levisha. There it says losil bash. When it comes to wearing cliam, there it only applies to wool and linen. Abu Bahala, I might Allah, when it comes to just putting something on your body like a like a like a coverlet, like a cover, I might say ko tray mine I might say everything is usur. That's why I need a special limo to tell you no. Even when it comes to blankets, it's only wool and linen mixed together. Wait second. Why would I think that? V'lav kal v'chomer hu? de kule Right? Even though when it comes to wearing a with has places for your hands and feet, and your whole body enjoys the way it feels on you, and it protects you
1: even when you're walking to the kitchen to get a midnight snack. So
0: kuk Amrit Media Lo You're still gonna say it's only gonna be Samarupishtem Halikolskin. For sure when it comes to a blanket, it should only be Temerupishtan. Ella de Ravapa Bedusahi. This Rav Papa is wrong. So it was a it was an attempt just to get you thinking it really isn't a proper answer at all. Rav says, you know what, I want to try. I want to try that it shouldn't be like Abayah said, a stirah between the two ton of the You know what the first one meant
1: when it said everything is only tzemr v'pishtin? What? Tsitsis. To tell you,
0: tsitsis is only from a begot of Tzemeru Pishtim. That the din of Tzitzis only applies to begodim that are made out of Tzemeru Pishtim. The says, I don't need a ribu for that. Tzitzis pehed yeksiv. If you take a look in Dvarim and Parsha's Kiseitze, it says, losil bashat Pishtim. And right after that, we darshan smuchem, g'dilim tasavacha. So what do you see you see that you're supposed to put tzitzis on the tzamro in other words the word tzamro worked for both psukim it tells you what shatnes is but it also tells you the begadim that you wear tzitzis on you only put sit you're only mekhuyev minateira to put tzitzis on begadim that are made of either wool or linen so you see that from the busik itself. I don't need a ton of bey Shmo brisa darshaning from, from Mitsorah from Tsaras to figure that out. Versus maybe you do. Sal Had it not been for that drush, you might think of Rava. what did Rava do? Rubba came to the base matter, she says, I have a stirru. Rumi Ksiv Haknaf. In Parsha shalach, it says knap. That means what? Knap could be any beged, Min knap. Whatever the begad is made of, the tzitzit should be made of it. It's made of silk, made of rabbit. Tzitzit can be made from that as well. But then it says in Parsha's Kiseit, say, Semra Pishtim Yachtov. Hmm. So are the tzitzit supposed to match whatever the beged is, whatever the knap is, or are tzitzit only from wool and linen clothes? Okay, Tzad. So Rava said, a big Kiddush, Tzamer Upishtin, when it comes to the strings of tzemer Upishtin, Potrim Bain Beminon Bain Shalom biminon. We're talking about the strings. Wool or linen strings can be kosher tzitzis no matter what the begot is made of. Sharminin, but if the bagot is made of some other material, then I will say, potrim, other material, right? If you want to use other material for strings, they only work if the bagot is made of that material. You want to use, if you, in other words, you want to use silk strings for tzitzis, that only works if the bagot is made out of silk. potrim. Shalobaminon but if you've got a linen a linen a linen talus, you've got to you you can't use silk shalobaminon ain non so you see from rava you can definitely have begodim that are silk you can have string that is you can have the strings that sits as are silk you might have thought like rava kider rova. Kamash Milan Tana says I disagree with that. You don't say knaf min knaf. You don't make that drasha. The only beggar that's chayav in tzitzis and the only material you use for tzitzis is tzemeru pishdan. Amravakha de Tana I've got a question. Maishno in the mar Bishar We know.
1: We saw. That you're going to add other begadim, the chiv, o beged.
0: Okay, o beged is marba. We said maybe other materials, right? That was the second ton of the beir bishmal. That for tumah, we're marba rabbit, we're marba silk, because it says o beged. when it comes to tzitzis, you're telling me. Uh, you're telling me that this answer is about tzitzis and tzitzis only applies to what? To wool and linen and not like roba. It doesn't apply to other begodim. Maybe it is marbashar begodim because it says in that "May asher t'chasebo. It says, g'dilim t'asaloch al-ksuscha asher The k'susim that you're going to wear. So, asher tachasebo is a that it's marba other things. So the same way, oh, begot is other types of begot for the first b'race of ton of bay rabbi shouldn't allow you to limit tzitzis to only uh, wool and linen. It says, whatever you, whatever you envelop yourself in, whatever you cover yourself in, isn't that an extra word that's unnecessary? So, Asher Tachaseba should include other begotten as well. The Mara says, you know what the Torah uses that for? That's to tell you who the Asa. That's to tell you that even a blind person who you might think doesn't have to wear tzitzis, Asher Tachaseba, the extra phrase, tells you even blind people wear tzitzis. Why should I think you shouldn't? The Tanya the so it says by tzitzis. You have to be able to see it. You have to see the tzitzis. You have to see the tzitzis within the tzitzis. You have to be moved by seeing the beautiful sky blue within the white and be inspired by God. Prat. To what? Prat luxu But at night, what you wear, what you're going to be wearing at night, you don't have to wear tzitzis. Are you sure if that's what it means? o <laughs> no Maybe it means a suma doesn't have to wear tzitzis. It's not that the price it says. you It's an extra word, an extra phrase. This that you're going to cover yourself with. su This is already the ksus of a suma. oso. So if that's true, what is reisem oso? You have to see it. Prat luxus lila. So you see from the brisa that the words ashertakas so is there for a suma, and that's why we'll use it for. But not other begotten, not other material. But now the gemara wants to know why did the brisa? It had a miut and a ribli. The miut was reisem oso something. That's based on seeing during the beautiful glory of a sunshiny day. It could have excluded a blind person who never has sunshiny days, or could it exclude a pajama that you wear at night? Why did you exclude one and not the other? You have a riboy and a meat. Why were you marbisuma and you extracted exuslava? So the Gemara answers. <laughs> because at least some people see it. He doesn't see it, but other people see him wearing it during the day. <laughs> when it comes to bed clothing, <laughs> nobody wears them during the day. Nobody can see them because there's no electric lights. And therefore, <laughs> is not at all. Hang on. That's a good Brysa. But maybe Asher Techasabo should be Marba, according to Tonebe Bishmal, silk and other things, like Roba said. Maybe Marabo Shar Begodim. No, Mistabra. Koi bitsemeru pishtim. Clearly, this is a pusik about semeru pishtim. It's about semeru pishtim when it comes to tzitzis, semeru pishtim when it comes to tzaras, mar bitsemeru pishtim. So the only thing I'm going to include is Pishtim. Koi Pishtim, if I'm talking about Tzemru Pishtim, I should be marbe Be-Shar be-godim? No. And that's why Tondare Bishmol holds, not like Rava. you're not if to put tzitzis on anything except its wool and linen, but a blind person wears it as well. We said yesterday, according to Abaya, Rab Shimon ben Elozer V'Sumchas Amru Daverechot, I'm sorry, he said Shimon ben Elazar and Taneberi Rishmol. Now Abayah said a new thing. Rabb Shimon ben Elazar and Sumchas say the same thing. Rabb
1: Shimon ben Elazar Omran. Uh, That's what we just said. What is Sumchas? Tanya. Shimon ben Elazar said that if it's a Beged, remember,
0: that it's Makabal Tumah. It's not Makabal Tumah. Right, but if it is makab, if it's not makabel tumah, if it- then you can't use it. If it's makabel you can't use it for schach. If it isn't makabal tumah, you could use it for schach. What did Sumcha say? Sichacha <speaking in Hebrew> bitavoi, you throw onto the schach something that you're planning to use as the strings for a beged that's of Makabal tumah. It's a piece of material, came from the earth originally. Why? Because even though for a Sheretz, it wouldn't be tame, mipnei shemitama because it's tame for a nega. Because anything, as long as it has a shame kabolas tumah, even though it's only by tsaras, where we have a we have a much sharper definition of what's considered a beged, even the strings and the material that you're going to take to the weaver, the shesi and the arev it's still it's that still, you can't put it, that's enough of a beged, that's enough of a thing that's makabotumi, you can't use it for a sukkah meaning as soon as they're ready to be put into the weaver, into the weaving machine those things are metama binagoyim. If they get saras on them, they're tome They're very Rebbe Meir. Rebbe Udomer, ashesi, The Ashesi is what? You have to wait till you actually lift it up from the machine. And now it's ready. The arev is different. The arev is right away. And the unyeshal these tongues of flax, they or makabal when you whiten them, mishiyas labnu. Next, Mishnah. We have approximately about 15 minutes, a little bit more. Kolayot madlik and boelapishton. When it comes to things that come out of the tree and you want to use as a wick, the only one we're going to allow is Flax. So I need to explain what this means. An ohel is something that covers you and a dead body. It could be a hundred miles long, but if you're covered by the same roof, you're tame because of the dead body. What happens? You have to get the Poraduma water sprinkled on you to eat the
1: Korban Pesach. What about the O-L itself? So the O-L itself, the O-L itself can also be Tameh. The Pasuk
0: and Parshas Chukah says you have to sprinkle on the O-L. So when it says here, Kol Hayot Tumas <laughs> It doesn't mean it can't be an ohel if a dead body is on one side and you're on the other. But if it's not made of pishdan and it comes from some sort of bush or tree material that you use as a roofing material, a tent, it won't be tame. It can create. It can. It can. It can spread the tumah. But it itself doesn't become Tomei, Just like a house that's that, that's that that is that is nailed down to the ground doesn't become Tomei. The physical bricks of the house, the roof of the house, you don't need to sprink, sprinkle paraduma water on it. But when you have a tent that's made of flax, that's made of linen, a linen tent, that. Becomes tame as well. Not only does it create Tuma for you under it, and you're with the mace, it becomes tame, and you need it needs to go through a tahara process. That's what we're talking about. So first, the Gemara says, "Minola and the Pishton it creates." How do you know the Pishton is called a tree? <laughs> is it an AIDS? It's a bush. So we know it from Rachabazona, Zona. Marzu Tredamarkro, Hagaga. She took the two spies, she took them upstairs to her house on her on, on, on her a penthouse roof, but eights So you see that's called eights. How do we know that? Maybe that's not called an ohel. It's only an ohel. How do you know something that's made out of bushy material made out of linen material is called an ohel. Amar Gamar Ohel. Ohel, from where? Memishkan. Ksiv Ochazos HaTorah. Adam Kiyomus ohel. And then it says you're supposed to sprinkle on the ohel as well. Miksiv What does it say over there in Parshas Pekudei? Yipro ohel HaOhel Ala Mishkan. Now, I need to explain something here. There were actually three levels of covering on the Mishkan. The first one was Pishton, and that was called the Mishkan itself. That was called the first layer that covered the Mishkan. And it was 10 year It was a very complicated way that it was, it was woven together with crushim of gold. Uh, on top of that, was seirizim, and that was called the ohel. That was 11, uh, 11 strips of seirizim. And on top of that, was the elos mudamim. Was the was the was the leather of from from the red uh, rams. Those were the three layers of the mishkan. So we know it says by the mishkan by your processor ah, ohel well, o ah, mishkan. So even though that was the OL was layer number 2 but right under that was the was was the was the mishkan layer which was made out of pishthan Malah halon we know that it was made of pishthan there cuz it says shesh musha shesh moshezar shesh moshezar is pishthan and kari ohel and it's all called the OL together everything that was put on top when moshe rabenu did it when they set up the Mishkan at the end of Parshas Pekude, when it was described, it's called an ohel, afkan shel pishton kari ohel. So even when you have something that's made out of pishton, it's makabal tumah, and you have to send it to the mikvah, or you have to send it to the mikvah, and you have to have poradumah water on it to make it tohar. One second, in music, over there, it's sheish Mashazar, sheish, it has to be, it was all woven in with the treles and the argaman and everything else. And even the Pishtun itself was six, was six strings woven together. That's why it's called sheish. Maybe in order for the Pishtun to be considered an O-L, it has to, be, has to be a real solid one with six, it has to be shozor with other material. And it has to be of vav. What are we trying to figure out? Maybe that's the only type of ohel that's makabal tumah in the ohel itself. Talmud Lomar, No, it says the word ohel again, by tumah. It says and then it says again ohel. Ohel, ohel, reba. So it's marba even an ohel that isn't as fancy as the ohel of the Mishkan. Hmm. Then maybe anything, who says only Pishtun? Maybe other material that you make from trees and bushes should also be, who says it has to do with the Mishkan anymore? No, 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 no. Obviously it works together. You have Xayrishov of ohel. it's got to be like the Mishkan, but it doesn't have to be exactly like the Mishkan. Okay, like the Mishkan, then maybe the Krushim and we know that what made, made the mishkan was the fact that the, that the, that this material was on the crush and was on the wooden beams. So maybe if you make a roof out of wooden beams, that's also makabotuma, and you have to send those beams to the paraduma water and the mikbah. No, the mer says, it says, <laughs> it says limishkan, mishkan kari mishkan. The Mishkan is only what covers it. The three layers that cover the aim Krushim Kruyim Mishkan. The Krushim are for the Mishkan, but they're not the Mishkan itself. They keep the Mishkan standing by the Krushim standing there. You can now put the coverings on there, but they're not the Mishkan itself. Okay, Elameata. It says v'asisa Mirse It says Mirse oL. Hmm. Michse lo is what the third covering. The third covering was made out of leather, the leather of the rams. I'm going to tell you lo ol that it doesn't count. Hochinami. Michse lo ikrei ol. Are you going to say the michse is not an ol? And what's the michse? The michse is the stuff made out of leather. Are you going to tell me that leather, a leather tent? Doesn't become tamei when the mace is in the leather tent and someone dies Nebuch in there. You're not going to tell me that leather tent doesn't need to be taken with Paraduma water into the mikvah? I'm going to show you that's not true. Elohad de Boy Rebel Ozer, the Tana was wondering, or Behema Tomeiya, if you have the leather of a non kosher animal that you make a tent out of, rhinoceros skin. Mao Shi'etame ba'oel? Would it become like Tumas Oel? O'el Ames? Why did Rabbi Luzer, the Tana only have that question? If this is true, that a michseh is not part of the Shava, hashta <laughs> or behemothahorah lo mitame, even the or of behemothahorah, because those were Elim, rams are kosher animals. Even ram skin isn't, isn't kosher isn't Tomei, or Be'em Itzmei Amivoy, what's he even wondering? So it must be from Abeluzer's question that Abeluzer knew that ram skin and kosher animal skins are an ohel. How did he know it? It never called, it only calls it a michse, le ohel. It's never called the ohel itself. You can say the one underneath that is the ohel, the, the, the layer underneath. But how do you know the layer on top is called ohel? A shiny awesome the hoder Hadre kra the pas later says in dvarim saysVsu esrio samishkan those are the lower ones those are the ones made out of linen and and and, and wool the s o l moed mir and the o l moed aha the o l that covers it that's the one made out of uh, made out of um sim and then it says U Mixeyu hatash ashir a love. In the same Pusik it says Mixseyu and the Takash. So from that Pusik I can say Makash El Yon Watahton. The tachash, which was made from animal leather, has a hekish to the bottom one. Ma tachton kari ohel, just like the bottom one is O-L and definitely gonna be makabutuma. Even the one made of leather animal skin is also called an O-L And because of that, that's how we know it. But okay, so that's my friends, it's exactly 9 14, finished even a couple of minutes early. So um, stop here. Uh, I think everybody would like to stop, right? Let me unfreeze everybody, and I think we're going to stop our um, recording. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.